This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, November the 22nd, 2022, episode 410. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome into another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your weekly source for the latest information in and around the video game industry with our common sense political takes sprinkled in there as well. My name is Nick Craig. You can check out my antics at Nicholas M. Craig on Twitter. You can also check out my day job, which is hosting Wilmington's Morning News, three hours of live local talk radio each and every weekday. I'm actually a couple days off this week, hot dog. Uh, find all that over at nickcraig.com. And if you uh, need to catch any portion of this show or maybe want to check out where you can download the podcast and do all of that, you'll find that on our website, which is infectionpodcast.com. But I can't steer this ship alone. Joining me as he does... With a uh, what ga- is that? That's not Bioshock. Uh, what what game no. is that? This behind you, Brian. Um, this is New Vegas. Nah, Fallout. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I was, you know, I'm a yeah, I'm a I'm a poser. I don't really know what I'm talking about. Brian with an eye <laughs> Aldridge uh, joining us. Hey, Brian. Hope you're doing well. I am doing well. And if you want to find me, of course, as he said, you can get me at Boise Computer on Twitter at Brian Aldridge on Gab Parler, Getter, Truth Social, and probably a few other places. But of, uh, of course, if you go to my website, biodevtech.com, there are some contact places for there. And then our website, infectionpodcast.com, where if you join our server on Discord, there's a great place for you to, for instance, post news links. There's the news channel. Maybe there's a topic that you think we've missed or you want to put a little bit of uh, of your own information into. Let's go ahead and post that in there and, and we'll get look at that before the live show starts. Also, if you're interested in playing any ARC, we've got 11 ARC servers going because they're doing the ARC server event uh, kind of when we started playing years and years ago i'm uh, doing the thanksgiving event yeah. with the crazy turkeys that just slaughter you uh <laughs> we, we've got our, we got our servers going there uh I, we have a conan exile server running as well uh, i got i boosted the experience and the resource gathering everything on that so if people want to play around build some bases and see some of the cool mods that we put in there and rp things there's a lot going on in that uh, and then if you want to watch the live show, do that through Twitch or YouTube. Uh, we do stream that live while recording the show, and then also it's available after the fact there. Uh, if you're going to want to listen to the show in the podcast form, you're going to have to wait till we record the show, and then we upload that right after the show is done. And that's at the lower right-hand side. A lot of different ways and platforms that you can listen to the show. If you are listening to the show, the nice thing is you can then click on the particular episode's link or the show notes. And on there, there's the video player and audio player, and then all the links that we refer to throughout that live show. Uh, and so perhaps we are playing a video that you want to listen to, or you're listening to, but you want to watch, just go ahead and jump into the show notes, click on that video, and you'll be able to see what we were uh, watching during the live show. Uh, it, there's everything, uh, source material, everything that we reference is right there. If you want to support the show, you can go to the top where it's support or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yeah, we had a whole bunch of folks come in with uh, support last week, some bits and some subscriptions thrown in here, so uh, greatly appreciated as always. All right, Brian, um, kind of a odd news week. Uh, we've got a, you know, we've got a Thanksgiving at least here in the United States coming up in a few days, uh, so that'll that'll definitely hamper the news for next week. A lot of folks, it's generally getting closer to the holidays, and this has always been kind of the slow time at least what we've determined kind of the slow time in the video game industry is 
right around yeah. Thanksgiving until the the first of the year, as a lot of folks bank up their uh, their PTO yep. and will take you know two and a half or three weeks off between now and the end yep. of the year. Um, so kind of a kind of an odd news week, but there's still a lot going on, um, specifically over in China, where uh, they yeah. might be dealing with some pretty big problems in their largest gaming market, which is actually yeah. mobile. Yeah. Yeah. And they've seen the first, what, what, major decline in two decades in their mobile market there. And that's something where uh, an overall slide in revenue of 2.5% for video game software and service services revenue has been predicted on all platforms. That's with console, PC. But uh, you know, this is something where there they've had a 5.5 for mobile. Uh, you know, so double what they were, what they're predicting for console and PC, they're seeing a 5.5 year on year, which is its first retraction in two decades there. So uh, this is something that, first of all, they've, they've put so many restrictions and there, there haven't been uh, new licenses for the people to be able to produce video games in China. They've had all of these different restrictions they put in because of COVID, you know, first people started playing games with COVID, but then they started putting all these ridiculous rules. Um, they have these things that will scan your face if you're, you're under 18 and, and, you know, detect who you are and then allow you to play for a certain amount of time. It's just, it's pretty, pretty crazy what they've done during this to try to combat what they call, you know, the youth being corrupted. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, and so one thing though, is they said that, since 2017, the PC market has grown for the first time in China. Hmm. So kind of weird that it's switching. You know, it, it's it's switching around a little bit. You know, they 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 are rising a little bit in the PC market. The mobile market's going down. I would assume part of that is probably because it's a little easier to bypass from the firewalls and everything else on a PC than it is on the mobile. And with their lockdown phones, they can restrict a lot easier a mobile phone. Uh, a I'm wondering. On a PC as well. I'm wondering if part of this is also China has got this ridiculous zero COVID policy where like they want zero cases yeah. of a, a virus that doesn't really do a whole hell of a lot. But that's what they want. So I wonder if you're seeing an uptick in PC gaming because people aren't leaving their homes. Uh, and the reason yeah. mobile gaming was so popular in China, at least in the um, you know, in the 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 heavy population centers of China is because a lot of folks were gaming on the go, Brian. They would game on their way to yeah. work. They'd game on their I don't know how the work structure is in China, but you'd see in, in the pictures that you see online, you've got guys sitting uh, mass transit is still very, very popular. So trains and buses, yeah. just every person on there, you know, on their phone playing a game. And if you're not going out as much anymore, or maybe, you know, you're constantly being sent home from work or told to work from home or whatever. And, and, and if that's a possibility, I wonder if that's just causing more PC gaming to take place, because let's be honest, there's more variety on PC than there is on mobile. The quality of games yeah. is just better because you have more technology available and more resource, literal yeah. resources available to do it. Um, so maybe this is, uh, this is because of some of their uh, their own things that they're trying to do internally. Well, that's the thing is when you sit there and manipulate the market in the way that they try to do, you're going to have uncertainty. You think that you think that you're creating certainty, right? By by mm. enforcing and saying you're going to do this. The problem is people don't always react in the way that you expect, and so you create more uncertainty. It's easier to predict normal human behavior 
because people tend to do certain things. But then when you throw uncertainty into the into the mix with it, who knows what's going to happen? Then it becomes more random. And I think that it didn't react how they expected. For instance, China's Tencent has now started laying people off. And this is the company that we talked about months ago, just going bonkers. One of the biggest tech companies in the world, buying companies left and right. Uh, and now they're they're turning around and announcing layoffs there. Now, here's some more. That, that's been happening in the past, what, month or so. All of a sudden here recently, uh, I think to combat that, this is their response. Chinese tech giant Tencent has been granted their first video game license in 18 months. So China has realized uh, that, first of all, these companies were starting to go offshore, deal with America more. Uh, That's going to cause corruption in, in there where they start viewing the free market as a better thing, not what they want. So now they're turning around and starting to allow licenses for video games again. So Tencent, the biggest one, granted there another uh, a license for this. Uh, also, they have announced that, you know, remember they were talking about how it, you know, the video games were corrupting the children. They were allowing one hour. Well, they have now had a change of heart there. And oh. they're saying that <laughs> there's, there, there's a, a, a report from the State Affiliated Gaming Association is saying that they're going to kind of ease off of that crackdown. They're claiming that the kids, as you know, this article title says, is kick the habit of video games. Uh, I think it comes down to money. Communism and, and all these principles that they stand on and communism only go so far until China, the ones who rule everything, start losing money. Then all of a sudden, these morals go out the window. It's only when they're trying to control people that communism, you know, will stand on these high grounds. But as soon as it hits the pocket of the country that's enforcing communism, then you see here they're now willing to back off. They're starting to allow video game licenses again. They're going to start backing off of all of these restrictions, you know, for kids that are under 18. Uh, I found this, a, this was, nothing was leading up to this. There was no hint that this was going to happen. There's an interesting stat in here from the China Game Industry Group Committee. I don't know how accurate these numbers are. Take that for what it's worth. But it found that 70% of Chinese minors, and I presume it's the same, their definition of minor is the same, so under 18 years old, now play less than three hours of video games a week. A week. Yep. Because they're not allowed to. Well, they're not allowed. Well, and that's not necessarily that there, there is some restrictions, but I guess it comes down to the point, Brian, where if you make it so hard to do and restrict it so heavily, people just stop doing it. That's the goal of restrictions. Um, that yeah. That's the tale as old as time. Um, and, you know, I, compared to what this is in the United States, the number is probably 70% in the other way, if not higher, in the United States of minors that play video games for more than three hours a week. So obviously they're clamped down. If we believe these numbers, they're clamped downs and their impacts, uh, which restricted chill, uh, people under the age of 18 years old to only play games for one hour a day on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so even with those restrictions in place, you've got 70% that are playing less than those three hours that even then they even have access to. So that's, that's pretty remarkable. Well, well, go to that second article or the, the last article in that list, and there is a tweet that shows the stocks of all of these companies related to this tech. And I, I want to show you what I think this is really about. <laughs> and right. it would be interesting to see is if the lawmakers 
made some investments prior to uh, making this announcement. Just look at how they've jumped up. I mean, you've got a 25% increase in Arcosaurus Games. Um, XD is 16.5. Alibaba, 11.17. CMGE Technology Group, 10% increase. You know, it's just, they're, they're all going up. Uh, and you can see the graphs there. They just spike. Netties, uh, uh, you know, it, it's up quite a bit. Tencent is up quite a bit. Uh, this is in response to them, this announcement. They are now making money in the video game market. They tanked it, and I feel like then you have these rich and powerful people in the country buying these stocks because they know they're going to reverse it. They reverse it, and now they're all rich again. Uh, you well, know, communism, I, isn't that great? <laughs> does this does this not... And for, for China, what they were trying to do... Uh, let me be clear here. Let me prerequisite this conversation. I'm not advocating for Chinese-style lockdowns or anything like that. China's goal was they no. felt that video games were corrupting the youth in one of these articles they call it social opium which is pretty pretty funny um so that was their goal was to try and make it so that children in a communist society where they're not encouraged to actually strive for anything in their life because at the end of the day you're under the boot of the government that's the inherent problem here china seemed to think that video games were the cause of that in fact it was their own policies so they restricted it and made it so hard to play video games or or restricted it so much that people just stopped obviously they overshot their mark because their goal was not to destroy their own video game industry i don't think even though that's that's what was happening that's yeah Yeah. that is exactly what has happened and it wasn't just this they put a freeze on they essentially stopped allowing they haven't allowed almost new video games in that country in almost 18 months they have had so little games go through whatever sort of committee process that they have to in china um they have completely they've almost completely locked themselves out of the worldwide gaming um sphere i I mean really it's it's been quite remarkable to see and obviously somebody and i don't know who you know is make makes these decisions or what uh brain trust makes these decisions but they've obviously come to the reality here that they uh they overshot their mark and they've done some serious damage to some huge huge companies uh that are incredibly important for the future of china's goal which is you know taking over the world conversation well, and this is something, here's the quote. They, they posted an article, and it was titled, Deeply Exploring the Value of Electronic game in, Games Industry in an opportunity, is an Opportunity We Can't Miss. Uh, because one thing, I don't think they realize, if you're trying to propagandize and you're trying to m- control the minds of people, what better way than through technology and through gaming? Yeah, subliminal messaging. The, yeah, by affecting the culture, you can influence change. And... and, and if you cut that out, you're taking away that tool. Um, we see it constantly in, in what we talk about on a daily basis. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk really quickly about some Riot things, because Riot is open is owned by China now. Um, and Riot, if you look at what they're doing versus what China does, they're very opposite, because they try to push a very different standard here than they do in China. First yes. of all, they, they've announced a women's, uh, standalone women's League of Legends team. Which, Riot is owned by Tencent, correct? 100%. It's owned by Tencent. Yes. So 100%. It's a, yes, okay. it's a it's a it's a Chinese owned firm, mm-hmm. um, and the publisher says it wants to promote diversity and inclusion in the esports community. I don't see them ever doing that in China, anywhere. 
Yeah. Do you ever see them saying anything like that in China? They only say it here, where they say the opposite type, type of types of things there. Um, because it's which is fine. It's, a, it's hot to do it here. It's 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 a hot yeah. trendy thing to do, and you can get a lot of great PR from it. I well, and and I don't mind them making a women's only league, but the problem is don't prop it up and get mad if people don't show interest. Well, just like the women's NBA here. It be, people get mad that they don't get paid as much, but they bring in one like one one hundredth or less of what the men's league does. So, in terms of interest, I'm glad you brought that up because I did a little bit of digging into this. Not a whole lot, but a little bit. This thing was published about this um, tournament was announced about thirty days ago, and it actually takes place later um, this this month. It's November twenty sixth and twenty seventh is when the 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 Full event takes place, but some of the um, earlier brackets actually start uh, here in just like in two days. So there are slots for 64 people in this bracket system, the way that they've got it broken Mm -hmm. up. So there's uh, 64 uh, 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 matches or excuse me, 64 teams that will take place. As of right now, with 80 hours left to sign up, Brian, there are only 55 people registered. And that's assuming yeah. 100% of the people registered actually show up and play, which we know for an online tournament, you'd be lucky to get maybe 80% of your respondents to show up. So here you've got a tournament that is supposedly for women only, which obviously there's no interest in because there's not even enough registrants to fill up the bracket. And out yeah. of these 55 people, let's say only 40 of them or 45 of them show up. Now you have, it's just, it's so, it's so it's so ridiculous to try and push something They're like this to force again. It. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Obviously nobody is asking for a women's only tournament. There's with all of the people, how many people play league of legends on a daily basis? I mean, what is the there's league of legends player count? Um, let's see. They estimate the, according to this report out in September, they estimate that they have 115 million active users. Excuse me, 180 million active users on the platform. 65 million monthly players that are that are playing League of Legends. Yeah. How can they not and, and you can't fill get 60, 80. You, 65? Is it 60 slots? Okay, 60 65, so, 65 slots. slots. Yeah. And so that just goes well, to show you that not that not that the gaming not that we hate women in gaming and not that women shouldn't be allowed to play video games, but a female only tournament is not what people are asking for. Obviously. Yeah. If they were, the now, slots would be filled. Now here's an interesting thing that they put in that registration form. It says player registration will include gender verification in a clap in collaboration with DIVE an organization promoting gender gender diversity in esports who already assist in EMEA operation in Riot Games Valorant Game Changers tournament. So, hmm. I don't know what that means. Now, because what if you watch that that documentary on what is a woman, how are you going to verify? I mean, how are you going to answer that question and actually say these are women first of all? And are you going to say, "Okay, you don't qualify as a is the proper gender this no there's either no way they're gonna do that or they're gonna have or they're gonna have a bunch of people that were born as males that identify as a female gender here playing against these girls 
it, I thought the point was to have women, females, who are a, a smaller portion of the community playing to get exposure, right? Well, there's plenty of, of the uh, transsexual community that's currently already playing video games. That's not an underrepresented community playing video games. The transgender world is there. There's a high percentage of are you know men that played video games before, and so you can't tell me that that's going to make this be more representative of anything, because having actual genetically born females playing this tournament would be the thing that was unique and would create diversity. The other form of it of having men, regardless of what they do after they're born, is not diversity. Well, Subdivisions brings up a great point in, in chat, and he says, why in the world would gender make any difference in the video game world? Well, simply because, well, well, because there is a difference between men and women, I know. But see, a tournament like this just proves that they also believe that that's the case, Brian. Because if yeah. truly men and women were on the most equal of playing fields like the left wants to claim and there's no differences even though that men inherent men are inherently better at certain things and women are inherently better at certain things even though there are differences in genders they need to have a gender only tournament and it goes to show you that well why not just have a general population why not just have a regular public tournament why why because maybe women don't want to join the tournaments. Maybe the women aren't uh, just good enough to make it in those tournaments. I don't know what the reason is, but you're obviously understanding that there's a difference because you're having yeah. a tournament just for one gender. It just doesn't make any sense. If everybody's but, equal and everybody's the same, then why are you separating people based on gender for a specific tournament? Well, it just the, doesn't, it doesn't. The crazy point. thing is there, in, in, in the more left-leaning places, there used to be what they called a feminist. Feminists were not Republicans. Feminists were not conservatives back in the day. Feminist was considered to be a liberal feminist, right? And now you, feminists almost have to team up with the people that are more conservative just to say, you know what, if I'm a woman, I want to compete with other women. And because you look at how many things are being taken over by transgender people and yeah. where in a women's only thing, you've got the top person now is constantly going to someone who wasn't genetically a female. Uh, um, female. Yeah, five times Stein. I'd be, Alex Stein. I'd be ruining it all. I'd be pissed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be pissed as a female if I was a feminist saying I want representation. Is that representation? No, you know, absolutely you know not. You, you got really men coming in and taking it over again. You know how you really be pissed if you're a uh, father and you've got a daughter that's competing in a high school or a college oh, yeah. swim or team college. You, that's yeah, their you've yeah. A, yeah. You've got a guy with a penis that is uh, beating records by 60 seconds in a swimming pool and nobody's got the audacity to say this is absolutely ridiculous. That's when you'd really be pissed. And that is and the, well, exactly is, what's going on. There was a swimmer here. I, I don't remember her name. Riley something. She was, she was whatever that big scandal was over the college swimming thing where that one guy literally beat the record by like 40 seconds. She was here at a speaking at the college here last week. I didn't have a chance to go to it, um, but she is now, you know, had to, she's had to advocate for not allowing transgender individuals or people that identify as a different gender in fishing in these uh, swimming tournaments, because it's completely ruined female sports, completely ruined female sports. Well, it, and I see this because, like, I am no longer near at a place where, like, the I play hockey what once, twice a week, and I'm no longer at the speed to where I can even say I'm close to a professional, you know, NHL player. 
But you know what I do do is I have played in the past year with women that are on the professional USA hockey Olympic team. They've played in my league. I've skated against them. And guess what? I keep up with those people just fine. And I promise you, if anybody from the men's Olympic team came in and jumped onto our rink, they would dominate the whole rink by themselves. There is a huge difference. The best women in the country are ones that I'm playing alongside. The best men in the country, I, there would be no chance. And so that, you know, I, there, there's just a huge difference. People don't realize it until you set them side by side. And how about you have them scrimmage? Um, or I you have the, the lady you. in, 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 in who was fighting in MMA and about got her face beat in. I, I disagree with your premise. People do realize it, but there's this okay. but weird you're not thing. Well, exactly. That's <laughs> the thing. People, no, I don't genuinely believe that people are out and about and going, yeah, there's no difference between men and women. They're exact. I don't think that part, besides just, the most. But, but it's like, it's the emperor's no clothes thing, though. You're not is. allowed to say it out loud. Yeah, exactly. But it, nobody honestly believes that there's no difference. I mean, anybody that nobody actually believes that even the far, even the most progressive people in the world know that there is a difference there. So nevertheless, riots doing this good for them, good for women in video games, good for whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's just no interest. I mean, you've got a tournament that's been published for 30 days now and they don't even have enough participants for it to even play out at its current um, at its current thing, yep. there's only 55 registrants in a 65. Uh, it's you're trying to force man it. tournament, but yeah. If if females wanted to compete and there was enough females who are saying, "Hey, we'd like a place where it's more of a level playing field for us," they would. If there was, they were beating on the doors because they didn't like playing in these tournaments. They would show up and and they'd create another tournament for them. But you're trying to say, "Oh well, we want women playing these games, so we're going to create all these fake incentives and everything." There's just not the interest. I mean, STEM, trying to get them into programming. Most women don't appreciate programming as much. Maybe over time that's going to change. But guess what? Up to this point, it's pretty forced. There are women that program, but the majority of women don't want to. And is there anything wrong with that? No. No. There's a but lot see, of men that's who it. don't enjoy programming either. I. You know, that, but it, see, that's it. If somebody doesn't want to do it, it's because of a inherent bias or sexism or misogyny and it's just the reality of maybe it's just maybe it's just more interesting to maybe men just have more maybe women just really don't care to spend their entire day sitting in front of a computer screen and clicking away on a keyboard maybe they just don't find that satisfying yeah. when a lot of men do i don't know crazy take yeah. i guess okay Speak now here's something else coming out of riot do, yeah. can we talk about this yeah. really yeah, sure. quickly they're trying to combat um toxicity in video games oh and of course this is china talking oh. uh, and they're they're collaborating with ubisoft to do this and they're using ai to detect hop, uh, toxic behavior and to, <laughs> to curb it through this ai system <laughs> uh oh <laughs> so like they have what they call zero harm in comms where if there's something being said that you find offensive or you don't want to hear they'll mute it for you so you don't have to hear it God, um, I hope they don't introduce just, this into Call of Duty. This item, my account would immediately be a bunch be, of silence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my whole account would be blown out. Yeah, that should not be good at all. With pre-game lobbies and post-game lobbies in Call of Duty, I mean, good Lord. With the vitriolic nature and the terrible language that I have heard playing that game over the past couple of yeah. weeks compares to nothing else on the internet. It's amazing. 
And wow. so this is going to be implemented into League of Legends, voice chat, Valorant, things like that. Uh, and it, what it's supposed to do is says, Riot is investing in AI systems to automatically detect harmful behavior and foster more positive communities across all their games. Right. It'll be really interesting to see how this works out for them. Uh, it, it's, it's supposed to preemptively mod, uh, preemptive moderation tools to detect and mitigate disruptive behavior in games. I'm sure it will. This will work out great. Yeah, yeah I, as it always does. Exactly. And then one more thing. I did this. This is just kind of a little bit of a toss in. Uh, so League of Legends. There's there's another video game called I don't know, something something Bang Bang. It's like a League of Legends type of clone here in the United States on mobile. Um, I don't remember. I, I only remember the Bang it's Bang called part. Something but, Bang Bang. <laughs> yeah, the la It's like something Bang Bang. It's like a Chinese. Um, is it a Chinese um, game or an American game? It's it's an American game made in China, though. It's Mobile Legends Bang Bang. There we go. Oh, okay. Mobile Legends Bang Bang. I, I couldn't <laughs> remember the first two words. Uh, but Mo Mobile, Mobile Legends, Legends Bang Bang. bang, bang. <laughs> and League of Legends or Riot wanted to sue them because it's so much like League of Legends. Well, the I problem mean, the is... The text is literally like League of Legends. I mean, look at this. It's literally their whole... Oh, I know. And, it's, and everything. Wow. They, they almost copied it. But the problem is this company... Is Moonton based out of China, right? Uh -huh. uh, where's Tencent? Where's Riot now based out of China? Oh, and how do Chinese uh, laws go when it comes to copyright? They love stealing of intellectual property. Exactly. So you've got a Chinese company complaining about another Chinese company now about copyright in the United States, which is called pot calling the kettle black, and. The, you know what our, our judge here decided to say is take it to China. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, all right, go, yeah, all right, good luck. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay, I'll do that. I'll get right so, on that. Riot's got to be pissed because they're like, all right, we'll take your case to China because you're two China-based companies trying to fight it out in American court. <laughs> it makes zero Riot sense, used too. to be a United States company, but you're now owned by a company in China, so they're going to take it to China. What do you think is going to happen? Absolutely nothing because this happens every day in China. Legal, where was this, um, just because you're we're based out of America, you're, you're now mad. Where's this judge? What district court was this in? A, uh, um, let me see. U.S. judge. Yeah, it doesn't say. Be, I'd be curious document. to see where, uh, what, what district court this was fought in, because that's a great thing. California yeah. court. This was a okay. California court that did yeah. this. Yeah, take it. Yeah, resolve it. In, resolve it in the country in which you both are incorporated and your ownership is. Why the hell are you fighting this out here in the U.S.? That's uh that's great. Um, hmm. Well, there you go. That is the uh, that is the latest in uh, China news, as we uh, as was said by a former president here uh, on an infection podcast. Brian, we've uh, been talking. Uh, we covered a story back in September of last year, and we've had a couple of follow ups here and there about a, an individual who was the CEO of Tripwire. His name is John yep. Gibson, and he was forced to resign from the company that he helped found uh, back nearly uh, you know, back nearly 20 years ago. 2005 is when he founded uh, Trip. Him and uh, some of his uh, colleagues founded uh, Tripwire Interactive, which is a, a video game developer and publisher. And he was yep. ousted from his own company uh, in September of last year because of a tweet 
that showed out in that he put out in support of uh, a Texas law that banned abortion. And we covered it when it happened. We've covered a few follow-ups since then, but of course it has been largely radio silent in the video game sphere because it doesn't fit some narratives of these gaming blogs like Kutaku and all these other jackasses that write for these publications. Well, John Gibson not only has uh, gotten some spotlight, Brian, he was seen on the most watched, highest rated cable news show this past week and did a full sit down with Tucker Carlson on the Fox News channel, which again, you don't have to like Tucker Carlson, but he has tens of millions of viewers a day and has an incredible amount of influence in this sphere. So I want to play two quick clips from this. The full episode came out today. This is how Tucker set up the situation uh, middle of last week when this aired. Take a listen. John Gibson was the CEO of Tripwires, a video game company, a very famous video game developer. Last year, he tweeted this, and this is the whole tweet, quote, proud of the U.S. Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat. As an entertainer, I don't get political often, yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of the issue, I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer. That was it. He didn't threaten anyone. He didn't even attack anyone. He just said what he believed. Well, for tweeting that, he lost his job, the company that he started and was majority owner of or had the largest ownership stake in. And then the media decided to destroy him personally. Unbelievable experience. We spoke to John Gibson at length for an hour on Tucker Carlson today about it. Here's part of the conversation. So before we get into that part of the conversation, he, he you know, mentioned in, in, in John Gibson's tweet he put out that, you know, in an industry, and we know this very well, that is so far yeah. to the left and so progressive that you share an opinion like, I'm glad a court made a decision, a legal decision, and you are ousted from your own company. Yeah. Just exactly. insanity. And it wasn't even super controversial what he said. No, it, that was it, it. It's an opinion of about half of the United States. But in the, the tech market, for some reason, you're not allowed to have that half of opinion. Yeah, and, pretty and crazy. I see it, it. I see it in my industry all the time. That's one reason I didn't want to pursue going forward with Google. Was this exact type of thing? I just knew that I would constantly be silenced and not be able to say a single thing when I was there about my opinion about almost anything. And I did. I didn't, just didn't feel like constantly feeling like I was just ready to be pounced on by so many people that are incredibly vocal, putting up signs. Uh, pictures of them at protests or at marches or everything else, Um, pictures in their cubicles of all these things. Yet if you even just say, well, I have a slightly different opinion, you see what happened to this man. They jumped and pounced and got him fired for, for legitimately no reason. There was nothing in there that was controversial other than saying, I agree with the law that that Texas passed. It was a law that was enacted. That a, a whole state passed, mm-hmm. and yet you're saying is an, it is you're not allowed to work here because you agree with what a whole state passed as a law, and plenty of other states have as well. Listen to what he described; it's pretty eye-opening. I call it social terrorism. Yes, it is an effort to use fear and intimidation uh, to cause people to change, either either hide 
or pretend that they're not what they are really so that they can keep their jobs, that they can keep their status. Um, and I just think that's, that's just a terrible thing for the world. He's talking and he uses, it's often been, the term has often been coined as um, cancel culture. He's got a, 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 yeah. this phrase and Tucker even mentioned, I'm stealing this phrase because it's great. And he called it exactly what it is, social terrorism. We've talked about this in the video game industry with some of these uh, union groups, Brian, that I think fit perfectly yep. into this category of they social terrorism. They will say you are a villain. You are you are a violent person because of your words. I hate it when they say words are violence because that's their excuse to hurt you. The, the techniques that they're using are the same ones that were used in Nazi Germany back in the day. How do you think they got all these people that is not a I, one thing I can tell you is not every German was bad back then. Back in the, in the 1930s, I bet you there were a lot of Germans that didn't agree with that. But you know what? They were they were cow cowed into following along because of the same social terrorism that they felt. If they didn't say, "Oh, I agree with that," they would be attacked. They would lose their jobs. They would they would be physically attacked. They could be then uh, sent to to jails. There's people that have been sent to jail for these opinions nowadays in certain places. Now, this is the first time that we, I believe this is the first interview that John Gibson has uh, done since this. We reached out to him back last year, and it was right after he got fired, and obviously he didn't want to talk about it, and, and it's kind of stupid on my part to reach out when I did, but nevertheless, we did. Um, and you talk about this, you know, you need to go along and get along with this. I, I, if, you hadn't wa if you haven't watched this interview yet, by the way, the full episode came out today. I've got it on my list to watch. Listen at what he describes the process and how this went down and somebody that was a high up at the company, a friend of his, and how this was handled. This is just so unbelievably disturbing. Listen to this. And then the people that, that the other people that agreed, they're afraid to speak up. They don't want to be next. Um, I had one of the owner, other owners of the company um, politically were very, very... Um, we're very aligned. He thinks cancel culture is bad. He thinks abortion's bad. Um, and he said, uh, yeah, I don't want to be canceled next. How heartbreaking was that? I mean, these are your friends. You created the company with them. You work with them for 20 years and to see them participate in this must have just destroyed you. Tucker words, words can hardly convey, uh, how crushed I was. Um, you, everyone that works puts a little bit of themselves into something, or maybe a lot. Yeah. When you're doing, when you're doing something that like this, that was a passion, something you used to do for free, and you just absolutely love it, and it's, you know, you spent 20 years, 25 of years of your life crafting the skill set, and you're at the top of your game. And you love what you do every day. You just love coming into work and making people happy. And we, we were making, sure, millions of fans happy, but also the company would take 10% of our profits and divide it up amongst the employees. And there was a lot of profit. And people were out going out and buying cars and houses. And I would see people coming into work smiling and happy. And I just loved having a job where I got to make not just the public happy, but, but the employees happy. And to have that all destroyed, uh, to feel like, well, 
I shared something with my, with my wife. I'll tell you what I said to her. I said, I said, I just want to die because yeah. I don't want to live. I don't want to live in a world that's this unjust. I agree. And yeah. Yeah, I got depressed. I got, of course, angry at suicidal, um, not wanting to leave the house. Um, yeah, it destroyed me. And I have lived through 13 months of hell. What a fucking disgrace. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know what else. I don't know what else you say, Brian. And this him getting us ousted from his own company was cheered on by these scumbags on the left. This was yep. a great thing for them to hear the emotion from this guy. And guess what, Brian? They probably wanted him to kill himself. They would have cheered if he had killed himself because this is how the left operates. This is what they do. Yeah. These people are the scum of the earth. They will tear down and destroy anything that they can and anybody that they can for them to have a moral justification that they are right in something and you are wrong. To hell with you, your company, your family, your, your life. Fuck it. I don't care. You're, I, I, I agree with abortion. You disagree with it. And now you get to lose your company and I hope you kill yourself. That is the justification from the left. And we saw those comments back last yep. year when this happened. This is a fucking disgrace. Let's just call it yep. what it is. I, I don't know. And, and, this and, is, and this is normal now. That's the problem. Yes! Is this has become normal. This type of attitude where you have so many people jumping on and saying, oh, yeah, you know, end that guy's career. For having an opinion that's slightly different. You know how many opinions I hear from people in my, my area that are different than what I have? And you know what I don't do? I don't jump down their throats and, and, and get mad at them for it. I just realize that they have a different opinion than I do, and maybe they have a different reason for that opinion than I do. And, you know, if they want to talk about it, I'll give them the reasons that I have my opinion. But you know what? I don't feel like that, that ability comes up anymore. They don't want to hear why you have your opinion. They just don't like the fact that you don't have their opinion. That's all they care about. Yeah. Um, and I I'll tell you what, I was actually pleasantly surprised with the, I went and looked, of course, PC gamer, PC gamer, by the way, is the, and, and we've been critical of them, but PC gamer is the only one that wrote an article about this. And as John Gibson yeah. put out on his Twitter account, um, you know, he, he, let me see if I can find it real quick. He put out on his Twitter, uh, late last week whenever this this six minute clip aired um that hey kutaku hey pc gamer hey ign hey games radar some big gaming related news dropping this week you're going to cover it or did i miss it i mean it's not every day that a game developer appears on the biggest cable show in the nation that's surely newsworthy yeah. right Nobody besides PC Gamer has done anything in regards to it, which you wouldn't expect from the uh, progressive leftist fucks that work over at Kotaku um, or anybody else yeah. at, at any of these other companies. But I was pleasantly surprised with the comments here on Facebook, on PC Gamer's Facebook post, because there's a lot of folks that just say that this is ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous what's going on. And they, you know, they talk about this stuff and how it's, it, it's you know, having an opinion, being pro-life is not something that's controversial yet it's enough to get you yeah. ousted from a company that you own 
And to hear yep. that his friend, somebody that he co-founded the company with, didn't have enough balls to step up and support his friend and stand by his friend goes to show you that that guy's also a piece of shit. And he's, you know, he can claim to be a conservative because he even said, oh, my friend, you know, we're, we align politically. No, you don't. No, you don't. Your friend is, is a sheep. He's going to yeah. claim that he has all these, these values, but he's not willing to fight for them. He's not willing to stand up for them. But you were willing to stand up for them, and you got shipped down the river in a boat by yourself. I just, Brian, watching this, and I haven't seen the full thing yet, and, and I, I, I specifically didn't watch it before the show today because I knew how much it would piss me off. And even watching those three-minute clips has just got me outraged. It is so disturbing to watch this stuff. So that's the problem. disturbing. Fear is a tool of the left. Uh, it, yes. it is a tool that they use, and, and they, they try to wield it through these organizations by using pressure on organizations to fire people, to affect people's lives purely for opinions. And then they use terms to try to create an enhanced sets of fear in it by the words or violence, where then they can say, you are violent, you're being violent towards me, you are using hate speech. They use these elevated terms that have nothing to do with what's actually being talked about where what you should be able to do is sit down and have a conversation of here's how i feel how do you feel about it let's discuss why we have such different opinions on the matter that does not happen in today's environment and that's an environment they have created the, the not wanting to have debates having people come to colleges just to, to have discussions and they'll sit there and say you don't have the you're not allowing you to speak rather than going and listening to an alternate opinion to either reinforce yours or to slightly change your own opinion. Because that's what it should do. Sometimes when I go hear people and when they're speaking nonsense, it reinforces my opinion. Like when I watch these things happen, when we see it play out, it reinforces my opinion of why I believe the way I do. Because I feel like what we're standing for is right. And, and it's actually helping people and it's protecting people. And what they're standing is attacking people, is belittling people, trying to make people have less value. When you say... Uh, I tell, what I tell my boys is when you have to tear someone else down to make yourself feel like you're more lifted up, that's the wrong thing. You know, when you're lifting those up around you, that's because you are above them. You're pulling them up, right? Rather than tearing people down. Because if you're tearing people down, you really are no better than them. And, and I think this is a perfect example of that. They had to tear him down because he was above them. When it, you know, in, in what he believed, in his stance. He had a reason for what he believed, and it wasn't all hyperbole. It wasn't all just you know, talk. The it, craziest it, it, thing it about it everywhere. is it's not even really a stance. He literally just said, I support a law that was upheld by a court. I mean, it's not, again, it's not like, you know, it's not like he went on some racially charged diatribe on Twitter uh, or some, yeah. you know, profanity-laden uh, uh, you know, tweet storm where he was calling groups this or that or, or using any sort of vulgar language or anything. I mean, literally simply supporting a law. And, you know, and, and still to this day, looking at some of the comments on the Facebook, uh, PC Gamers Facebook and their Twitter account, some people are still saying, oh, oh yeah, this is good. This is action. Words, actions have consequences, Brian. And, and this, his actions have consequences. That's not what the phrase what actions, actions have. But see, that's the yeah. thing is, and that, and that's where you know that, that they're just full of, they're just full of it because if this, this was not an action. There was no action yeah. here. It was simply a comma, words, uh, phrases, uh, phrasing has consequences. No, it doesn't. And again, yeah. if your phrase is attacking a group, 
if your phrase is breaking down people or actively advocating for something against them, maybe. But when it's just a law, a, a, a state Supreme Court just upheld a law, that's a good thing. I just fail to comprehend how that meets the barrier of any of these things that they claim. And of course, you've got these liberal jackasses commenting, oh, this is capitalism. And now it's funny because this is what capitalism looks like. That is not that is not capitalism. So no. having a company be pressured by left wing activists to fire somebody is not capitalism. No, it's communism pushing into it. Why do you think these things are coming from these companies that are communi communist owned companies like Riot pressuring these things to happen? I mean, that's why we kind of let off with that, because these companies that keep saying all these terms and pushing all these things, their backings are communist China. They're not American made <laughs> companies backing all this stuff. But you know what? They're realizing they're trying to tear down our society because they're trying to weaken us, and we're allowing it to happen. You're we're allowing China to come in and influence us in these ways to make it to where we're fighting each other so that we're not looking at what they're doing to our country. You want to know another great example of this, and I'm, I'm glad you just brought that up about China. I've been watching the uh, the World Cup this, this past couple days, um, and it's taking place in Qatar. And Qatar is a very... Uh, very interesting country politically. It is a Muslim yeah. country. Mm -hmm. Women have no rights. Uh, it is, yep. if you uh, speak out against it, they will literally throw you in jail and kill you. Or in the case of Qatar, they advocate for uh, raping you first so that you don't go to heaven because apparently if you get raped, you don't go to heaven in the Muslim culture. That's the kind of culture we're talking about. Yet during the World Cup that's going on, Brian, there are commercials airing about how Qatar is the, leading the nation in this and you know, in innovations coming forward and all of this stuff. And it's like, holy shit. Like, yeah. this is insane. You were, li you were literally throwing women in jail for not wearing a hijab in public. And then you're going to yeah. advocate and, and, and get by advertising on Fox, Fox Sports, by advertising about how you're leading a national trend or a national uh, or, or a worldwide trend. It is just crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and, and that's just it, the thing is they're trying to create this divide. Now, let's talk really quick. Do you mind if we jump over to another topic here really quick that I think leads no. into this? Sure. Let's talk about uh, something that Bungie is doing. Bungie oh, is now owned by PlayStation, so you know it's not all 100% China. But they now are selling a pin in there that goes 100% of the of the sales are being donated to trans a transgender transgender charity for that month. Oh, uh, now this is definitely a politicized issue, right? Mm -hmm. One side versus the other. Is there is there any fear from them? posting this on their Twitter of any backlash from conservatives. No, because no, why would there be? Yeah, they, they, because we, we <laughs> say cares? you do your thing, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't, I'm just this not right buy here is way more controversial yeah. when it comes down to it because of the things that are happening in that community right now. Yeah. Then I would say someone saying, you know what? I happen to be a, 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 a pro-life uh, game developer. Yeah. But wow. that, end of sentence. Right? Oh my! I'm so <laughs> that was hurt end of sentence. by Bungie. Oh my God! Bungie is releasing a pin that's LG, that that supports. Oh God! I'm gonna have to advocate for violence again. It's just no. Of course not. Why would I? I don't care. Do what you want to do. It doesn't affect me. 
And that's the thing. It's like that's the difference, in that, and I'm just that's just pointing out the hypocrisy of it. You know, one who's saying we want diversity, you say you want diversity, but you try to repress diversity. Diversity of thought is still diversity, right? This guy had a diversity of thought. He has no, a different opinion than you. Yeah. Right? It's not he even has diversity, diversity of thought, though, of but thought. hold on. It's, but it's not even diversity of thought. It's not even a fringe opinion. I inherently disagree with you, well, Brian. No. It's not diversity no, but the, of thought. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying just having people having different opinions from one oh, another. Okay. Yes, that's what yes. I mean by diversity of thought. It's not diverse in that it's different than what's <laughs> normal, right? Yeah. It's diverse, and then there's one opinion, and there's another. They don't mm. want you to be able to have the one opinion versus the other. They only want one opinion. This is it. They want this and nothing else, and that's the problem. The, having only allowing one opinion is not what is the what is not diversity. You claim all day you want diversity, but you don't. You only want one. And you want to know, I keep going back to it, Nazi Germany, what did they want? They wanted one race. One. One. They didn't like diversity. They, they, you then say, we're Antifa, and you claim that you're anti-fascist, but everything that you follow along with ends up lining perfectly to the last major set of fascists we had in this world. Everything lines right up to it. Yet you claim, you all you do, and this is what they did as well, is you change the words. You repeat a lie enough times to where it then be no longer becomes a lie is the mentality. And, and you say you want diversity and you use all these terms, words or violence, da, 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 to try to claim the other side are all the things that you are. If you truly believed in liberalism, then you would be liberal in your thought and you would be liberal in, in acceptance. But you are not. You're the opposite of liberal. And it's crazy as they've turned around and just, I don't care what you say. What I say to my boys is, I don't care what you say. It's what you do that matters to me. You could mm. say everything to my face one way all day long. But when you turn around and do the opposite, that's what you truly believe. And they use all these words and put all these phrases up there and put all these, here's what I believe. And they say that, but then their actions are all, uh, they are the true communism. They are the true uh, <laughs> just repressive regime that they claim that they fight against when there's the opposite. That's why I wanted to point it out. How much uproar did you hear about Bungie? How many boycotts did you hear about Bungie? Because they posted something that is definitely one side of the aisle, one very staunch opinion that's counter to, I'd say, at least half of America. You didn't hear one word because the true sign that accepts a side that accepts diversity is the opposite side of the one that claims that they are it. And that's just crazy to me. It's frustrating. It, very well said, very frustrating. And to to really bring it all home, we go back to something that we've covered a lot on this program over the last couple of years. The the inherent what inherently happens with this stuff, Brian, is that these companies will fail. The, the, the you yeah. can and and this is the this is the problem with this and I know we're way off on the political thing at this point but it it, it is what <laughs> it is it's got to be discussed it really does especially because bringing it bringing it back here to something in the video game industry specifically you're never you're you're always going to be up against the mob you can't appease the mob if there's anything that I've yeah. learned over the last couple of years in my uh, day job, which is now covering politics for a living. It's what I get paid to do. If it's some of the political activism that I do, it's that you can never appease the mob. They tell you to do A, B, and C. You do A, B, and Z, uh, A, B, and C, and then they tell you to do X, Y, Z. 
And then you do X, Y, Z, and they tell you to do one, two, three. And then you do one, two, three, and then it's do uh, eight, nine, ten. It just it never it never ends. It's they don't have a moral compass. It. That's the problem. It's it's about control. It's not about Correct. I want you to do what I feel is right. They did, it's it's I want you to do what I want you to do. So if you start doing what they want, you know, and, and they just have to change it because they want to be controlling you. They want to be. They want to know that they control you, and that's what they do with these companies. They want. It's not that. Oh, I want you to believe. I want to convince you that I'm right. No, I want to make you do what I want you to do. It's about control, just like China. Do you think China really cares? It's it's about making people controlled. It's not about the betterment of their citizens. I mean, if you went, if you went over there, my parents went over there. It, all these things are not about bettering the lives of their citizens. It's about controlling them, and of that's course. what this comes down to the core. It's about control. Well, and the problem with what you just described and what I just described is that it never ends. And when it never yeah. ends, eventually you find yourself in the bullseye. And that's what we've seen with a lot of these companies. Not necessarily, we haven't seen it in the video game industry yet, at least not that, not, not that I'm aware of, but you've seen it in other companies where the once saviors and heroes of the left eventually find themselves in the crosshairs because you can only do so much to appease the mob before you say, huh? That doesn't, that's, that's ridiculous. And then all of the good deeds that you've done, all of the things that you've done for them to you know, match their demands and meet whatever they claim is just thrown out the window. It doesn't matter, Brian. It's not worth anything to them. And that is, uh, and what that causes is implosion. You can't yep. survive this. When you allow, it's the old adage of allowing the crazies to run the asylum. And when you allow that to happen, the jail falls apart. And I am very concerned as a video gamer, as somebody that enjoys playing video games, as somebody that has talked about video games in one way, shape, or form on a podcast going back to 2011. I was like 13 or 14 years old. I love the video yeah. game industry, Brian, and I can see right in front of me right now that it is on the precipice of a collapse because of these people. Yeah. They are going to destroy the industry that I love for their moral well, and, justification. I mean, Amazon's playing off thousands of employees. It, who would think that was going to happen, right? Amazon owns Twitch. Amazon, uh, they're, they're, uh, I, I saw a thing where they're, Alexa product is losing. I think is on track to lose like ten billion this year. Mm. Amazon's not doing so good, and they're the kings of of, of diversity. <laughs> they're the ones who have pushed it so much to where we have to. You know, we are amazed every day that we're still here on this platform right now. Right? Um, this is it's. I think that the corruption and all of this is not about improving the workforce. It's not about improving the company standing. Um, and it comes down to it ends up hurting the company in the long run. And just look at the corruption that's accepted from this side. I mean, look at Black Lives Matter and what that ended up being. That was a huge scheme, money-making scheme for people that were running it. Look at this FTX thing that we've talked about in the last couple of weeks. That was a disaster to funnel. They were both to funnel money to the Democrats during elections. Don't people realize that? Black <laughs> Lives Matter was funneling a percentage of all the funds they brought in towards Democrats, and then they allowed the people at the top to take a certain percentage of it. That was the scheme they did, and they're still not being held to account for it, but it's very obvious with the mansions and things they purchased and the funds that they diverted to their friends. And then you got the same thing with FTX, who did the exact same thing. It's their playbook, yet we're not allowed to say, hey, look, 
They're doing something illegal. Isn't that wrong? Oh, you're you're hateful. FTX is a Bitcoin thing, so we can get away with it a little bit more to say, hey, uh, look at this guy. He stole a ton of money from people to give it to the Democrats. Uh, yeah. It's pretty obvious. Can you see it? Yeah, there's it's, no outrage from their end. They're not pissed about it. No. Did you hear any of them yelling about Black Lives Matter or about FTX being a, a, a thing that stole money from a lot of people or took money uh, under fake terms? We had no. on here, we had this. <laughs> we had this exact same thing happen here on Twitch where they were promoting Black Lives Matter. Do people realize that most of their money went into the pockets of the people running the company? And was, yeah, for $16 million dollar mansions out in California, yeah. Yeah, do people realize that? That all these companies that were pushing this on you, that they were pressuring you to, if you're a good person, you're going to give money to this, realizing it went to a political thing and then also to people to line their own pockets. Went yeah. to nowhere near uh, helping people that are, that are African-American or black. It's a uh, really... Nowhere. It's a really sad state of affairs that we're in. Um, I, I feel I feel terrible for John. I'm glad he was able to get his his voice and his message out on such a huge platform. Um, yep. I, I just I, I'm just so concerned about the future of this this whole video game industry and this this path that we're heading down because it's so uh, it's just it's so encompassing of everything. Um, so the full episode is, uh, is out. It's on Fox nation. Uh, there's clips of it that are up on YouTube. Um, it's on the show called Tucker Carlson today. Uh, and it's up on their, their, uh, their platform there. So, uh, I can't wait to watch it after uh, we get off the air here tonight. And, um, it's just a, it's a really, I, I, Brian, I am so disappointed that this program has had to, is is having to cover things like this that w that we're yeah. having to spend our show talking about this in the video game industry because nobody else is and it is just being but look seen at how much it's affecting our normal. industry it's destroying the industry it's not a fa it's not it's more yeah. than just affecting it is absolutely destroying an industry that again offers diverse opinions and allow bridges barriers and closes gaps between people based on race and gender and age and sex and location video games are a great uniter brian whether you're the wealthiest of the wealthy or the poorest of the poor you can play video games and have a great time and to see that an industry like this is being weaponized by the by the progressive left is just so unbelievably disconcerting um it's john gibson is not the first he will not be the last uh, but I'm, I'm glad that the folks over at fox uh, we're able to get connected with him. And, well, and, uh, this and whole thing is what out. took down H1Z1, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the, the, the person who had the vision behind the game for the podcast, you know, the product that, that our podcast was founded on, mm. had an opinion that people didn't like, and they ran him out of the company, rather than listening to his opinion and being understanding of, hey, this guy, you know, his family was being threatened. Maybe he has the right to be a little bit frustrated about it. Maybe we should hold to, to account the people that are threatening his family rather than the person who's saying, Hey, quit threatening my family. Yeah. Stop threatening the uh, and you may, them on. Yeah. I mean, they're being terrorists. The, the, exactly like he said, social terrorists. That's yeah. what they were being. And he's the one who got fired for it. And guess what? It destroyed that whole company. It's mm -hmm. Sony online entertainment. Then, then, you know, moving on to daybreak, your company is nothing now. And do you know why? It's because you guys jumped on the social bandwagon to sit there and attack people, even when they're in the right, 
and it destroyed your company and you all lost your jobs because of it. Are you happy that you guys brought that on yourselves for being this ignorant and willing to attack someone who had the right to stand up for themselves and to say, hey, what? You don't have the right to attack my family. You don't have the right to threaten me. Uh, you know, and, and, and he said something that was common sense, just like Gibson did. Totally common sense, an opinion he should allowed to have. And they ran him out and it destroyed that whole company, destroyed the company, the game that we really enjoyed and loved and brought our whole community together. Congratulations. You guys did that to yourselves. People should. Yeah, we did it, Patrick. We saved the city. Exactly. As it's burning uh, down it, behind it, them. And, and, and the problem is, is they will never look back in, in introspection and realize that what they have done has ruined what they love. And they're doing the same thing over again and they're not going to ever look at themselves enough or look at what the, their history is to realize they're going down the same path and they're going to destroy the game industry that they love. If you love video games, stand up for it. Stand up for diversity because what makes what made games so fun in the past was the diversity of it. The, the escape from reality, the thing that was not black and white, right? That's what made games fun. And now they're just, they're trying to make, take all that enjoyment out of it and make everything evil, either too edgy, too racist, too everything else, rather than just being able to, to escape reality and play and not worrying about, oh, is someone going to say something that offends me? Get over it. I'll tell right? you what, I'll tell you this right now. Um, I am waiting with bated breath to see what the next Grand Theft Auto looks like. And I know that might sound like I'm a afraid a, they've uh, ruined it. Uh, well, and that's exactly what my I'm point. I know that sounds like a very that sounds like a completely different uh, conversation. But you're looking at a world in which Grand Theft Auto came out in 2012. I think um, it, that was a 2012 was very a different time. long time ago and a very different time from where we are today. Um, so, uh, meatball for you says they don't realize that they're just working for the big business and the monopolies. Wokeness is the ideology of the big dogs and they're weaponizing it against smaller businesses. Absolutely. And, um, it will eventually lead, I think, to the demise of the the whole industry, which, which really sucks. And unfortunately, what I'm scared, well, I'm what I'm going to say is all the people that are then going to say, oh, GTA sucks now. And they're all these left-wing people saying, oh, it was so much better before. Well, congratulations, you got what you wanted. <laughs> you, yeah. you once again brought that onto yourselves. You made the game no longer fun. GTA, I don't agree with everything they say, but that's not the point. They say edgy things to entertain you. They say things that make you go, what? Look at all the things that are in Grand Theft Auto V. Here's a, here's a hot take, though, Brian. I don't think you, ha- you, don't, you don't have to disagree. You don't have to agree or disagree with what they no. do. It's a freaking video game. I mean, this is not some. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a moral platform to have it a have an opinion on. It's a freaking video game. I mean, it's a it's a television show. It's a movie. It's not. It's not reality. I mean, it's it's everybody's got to have this this moral opinion about something, and that you just don't need to. So, um, kind of a. This is probably the most uh, political we've ever been in a, in a single show. But uh, I think the the times called for it, and and I hope. With the, now that this is, you know, Brian, we've been talking about a story like this for over a year now, but now that it is the yep. general masses that have seen it, and, and we'll see it over the next couple of um, uh, of weeks, hopefully, maybe this will bring sor- sor- uh, forward some sort of um, renaissance in the in the video game industry, in which there are some of these developers that are willing to stand yep. up and say, you know what, enough of this bullshit. 
This is what we're going to do. Because, and if you don't like it, go pound sand and go play something else. But piss off and, and yep. leave us alone. And that's the thing. We're, we're repeating history. Falcon, he brings up, burn all the books that we don't agree with. People don't realize that's one of the first things the Nazis did. All the books that had things that they didn't like, they burned them in the streets. And the same thing's happening. There was a night, was it uh, Fahrenheit? Uh, not Fahrenheit, the one, the liberal uh, 9/11. movie. 9-11? No, not that one. Fahrenheit no. 401 or whatever. There's an old book like and mo- there's an old book or movie. It was a book, but it's it's it was more of a liberal book talking about you know freedom of thought and people in the old days burning books and how that was a bad thing. Four fifty one. Now you've got them Fahrenheit 451, and it was about burning books and about you know them trying to control thought. And it was more, from what I remember, more of a, as Ray Bradbury, you know, kind of a liberal type of an idea of a book. But it was a warning of trying to control thought like this, but we're doing it. You don't have to burn a book in the streets when you then say you're not allowed to type this on the internet. You're not allowed to say this on the internet. You're not allowed to have this opinion. That is the same as burning books. That's what that, that's about, is what we're doing digitally today on the internet silencing opinion not allowing to have freedom of diversity of thought that's what this well, is about um, reading getting a book and be and reading something that doesn't go along with what exactly what you believe right now exactly we'll uh we'll have the links to the uh the, the only outlet that actually published something pc gamer about it we'll have a link to the yeah. A YouTube video, a link to the full interview on Tucker Carlson's show, and a link to John's Twitter, which you should totally give a follow to as well. We'll have all of those on our website, InfectionPodcast.com. All right, Brian, we are over time on uh, this yep. uh, program here for this Tuesday night. Um, can you tell folks where they can uh, find you online? Uh, you're seem, you're uh, now a hot, active Twitter mm-hmm. user under uh, Elon's control. Oh, I know. Hey, yeah. At least, uh, at least I'm reading it now, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you want to find me, you can get me at Boise Computer on Twitter or uh, at Brian Aldridge on Gab, Parlor, Getter, Truth Social. Or if you want to check out my blog, biteoftech.com. If you want to go check out our website, go to infectionpodcast.com and make sure you go to the upper right-hand side and join our server on Discord. Maybe there's an article or a video or something that you think would be relevant for our show next week. Just toss a link to that in our news channel there. If you want to get a hold of us, that's the perfect place to do that. Also, if uh, if you uh, want to go join one of our ARC servers, we've got 11 of those going. Um, and we got... Conan Exile server running on there. Lots of different things to do over your holiday weekend. If you want to watch the show, you can do that through Twitch or YouTube. And of course, if you want to listen to the show, you can do that through the lower right through uh, uh, all the podcast forms. We've got a lot of different platforms to, to listen to. That is not recorded uh, or broadcast live through those. We do record it and upload it after the fact. So you have to wait for the show to be done before you can listen to it. But if you've done that, that means that the show notes for that particular episode have been uploaded as well. So you can jump to that episode show notes. We've got a video and audio player built into that. And then links for everything that we discussed. So maybe you want to go check out that full-length video that we were talking about. The link will be in there in the show notes for this particular episode uh, and everything that we referred to through the live show. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to the support option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, sir. Brian, thank you very much to all of uh, to you and to all of our uh, U.S. Uh, listeners and viewers. Happy Thanksgiving, which, I, of course, you know, is a, a terrible, awful holiday uh, that you will hear over the next three, two or three days is uh, is a terrible holiday that we shouldn't celebrate. But we'll, what we'll say is have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy time with your uh, your friends and family. Yep. And uh, Brian, thank you as always. And we will see you uh, next Tuesday. I will see you later. 
Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it. If you want to uh, follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Nicholas M. Craig. You can check out my daily political antics, which includes my uh, three-hour-a-day radio show, Wilmington's Morning News. We get into uh, some pretty heavy political topics like we did today on a uh, daily basis. You can check that out by visiting nickcraig.com. If you missed any portion of this show or want to check out our show notes, you can do all of that by visiting our website, which is infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.